Let me run this by my lawyer is a really helpful phrase to have in your back pocket. Legal Shield has been giving legal peace of mind for over 50 years. They connect you to a vetted law firm in your state for an affordable monthly fee. Want an experienced set of eyes on a contract fine print? Or you finally want to get that will done? Legal Shield has a dedicated group of lawyers who have your back, no matter what the future brings. Sign up today at LegalShield.com forward slash iHeart. PPLSI does not provide legal representation or advice. See a plan for complete terms. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President, Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. This is your moment, your time to shine, your comeback. You're ready for the next step in your career, and you want an education employer's respect. So you're not just going back to school. You're coming back with Purdue Global. Backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected public universities, Purdue Global is built for people who bring their life experience into the online classroom. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. You're on with Mario Lopez. What's up, you Mario Lopez. Joining me now on Zoom, three-time Emmy winner and eight-time SAG winner, my man, Alec Baldwin. Welcome to the show, Alec. How you been? I've been good. I've been uh, out here on Long Island with my kids for the summer, our usual summer. But uh, this year, they went to camp. They go to camp right down the street at this camp. And uh, I must say, I, I don't know what to do with myself for like six hours of the day. With no, without, I don't have my kids to chase around my house all day. So that must be a nice. We're having break, a good though. summer. We're having a good summer. Yeah, a nice little time out uh, um, for you and Ilaria. Get the kids uh, go, and you and you got a lot of them. Congratulations! Another baby girl uh, on the way. Uh, yeah. You are uh, you're unbelievable, my friend. Yeah. <laughs> I tell people. <laughs> I tell people all I have to do now is bend down. And put my mouth near my wife's stomach and yell, baby, and we have another baby. Exactly. Just yell the word baby. Uh, obviously, pregnant. you believe the more the merrier. How is that dynamic? Because they're all so close in age. You know, when we had two and then three, we thought, okay, you know, uh, that is what it is. But I think uh, you do look back and say, which one would I give back? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, like, we're, we're like where we ended up yeah. is the will of God, and we're happy. We're happy the way things are. That's it's awesome. a lot of responsibility, but we know we love kids and we love our kids. Yeah, no, I love kids too. We're working on four, so we got a way to catch up. A ways. Now, to how go. old are yours? Eleven, eight, and three. Yeah. Oh my God! So we're due <laughs> from eight to three. <laughs> Correct. Correct. We well, want somebody's yacht, and you had too many glasses of champagne. Yeah, what know. happened there? I know. Um, eight to three. You know, we had a, we had a little bad luck there for a little bit, and then it just oh, sort of it just sort of uh, and then it just sort of happened. 
So yeah, we right. were trying to go back to back, but you know, sometimes Mother Nature has other plans, and uh, it is what it is. But we got really lucky, and uh, you know, feel blessed. They're all healthy right now. But yeah, we're we're, uh, we're of the same mindset. We we love it's it's all chaotic, but it's fun chaos. It's the best kind. Uh, but we're here to talk about uh, your new podcast. My wife and I had the pleasure of joining you and your wife, which we had a really good time. But this one is Ben Steele American, and and I love history. I'm a huge fan of, of history, but I'm not necessarily familiar with this story. So who was Ben Steele? Well, originally, I found a book called Tears in the Darkness, and the team, the husband and wife writing team of Michael and Elizabeth Norman, who I believe even now still today are historians. They teach history at NYU. They wrote this book about Ben called Tears in the Darkness and the History of the Bataan Death March, the War in the Philippines. And I tried to option that book a while ago to make it into a film. And then Angelina Jolie got that film Unbroken made mm. from that woman, Laura Hillebrand, who had that huge bestseller, Seabiscuit. And they did that was kind of a Pacific War uh, drama. And uh, Angelina Jolie directed the film and that kind of shut us down. We didn't make our film. So a while goes by and I re-upped the podcast rights. I found my partner, Jan Thompson, who's a professor at a college in the Midwest, and she had recorded hundreds of hours with men and women that were survivors of the, that, were, that, that, uh, that lived, uh, who are still alive, veterans of World War II and the Pacific. So we took her tapes and she had interviewed Ben for hours. And we made it into a podcast about Ben who grew up in Montana during the depression, you know, real hard scrabble life. And like a lot of guys, and we have them on tape uh, talking about how they were dreaming of going to Europe and fighting Hitler and they were very patriotic. And then they find out when they're, uh, once they've uh, enlisted that they're going to the Philippines, uh, they were not going to Europe. And so they go to the Philippines and Pearl Harbor happens. Uh, they get captured. The Americans lose the war. Uh, uh, MacArthur leaves and abandons Corregidor. And everybody kind of writes off these men. I mean, not, you know, they did it reluctantly, but these men are captured and they're marched up the Bataan Peninsula. They get to a place called Camp O'Donnell, uh, which was a, a U.S. facility that they shared with their Philippine allies. And the story goes on and on and on about Ben's unbelievable. I mean, you can't believe this guy and these other men survived this treatment. I mean, after after he survives Camp O'Donnell, they realized, for example, that to go on a work detail to build roads in the jungle of the Philippines or railroad tracks or whatever, uh, they, they're going to get better food. So they sign up for the work detail and half those guys die from the conditions, uh, malaria, everything. So wow. then Ben gets put in the in the, in the in the hold of what they call the slave ship mm. and shipped to Japan. And they take the U.S. prisoners of war to Japan to work in coal mines and work in farming. I mean, he was in prison for. God, it was over three years. I think I think the day count was like 1,300 days or something. Ben was in prison, uh, a prisoner of the Japanese for so long, and he lived. And while he was there, he would take charcoal from the fires that they would make, and he started to draw. And men that were architects, army architects and engineers, showed him perspectives on, on how to draw. And the point is, when he came home from the war, finally, and went home to Montana, he became one of the foremost landscape artists in his community. Wow. And taught art. And he lived to be 90. I think it was 98. I think he died right before his 99th birthday. Ben had a hell of a life in a full one at that. I love those kind of stories. And you hear those kind of stories. Not only are they inspiring, you think, 
my God, these this generation, too, and now I'm sounding like the old guy, get off my lawn, but you have like no right to complain when you hear these sort of stories and, and, there's, and the things that people go through and that build such character and strength, it really puts things in perspective, right? We close the show, it's eight episodes, and we go through episode eight when finally the American prisoners are freed. And then Ben goes home and the epilogue is him is Ben at home and he uh, uh, gets married. He divorces his first wife and gets married again. He's got I think he's got three daughters. And uh, uh, um, uh, I should have my fact sheet in front of me here for your interview. But uh, but the point is, is that um, uh, he closes the show and says, you know, he says, uh, nothing could ever bother me again yeah. because I don't I complain about anything. I bet what he's been through because because the circumstances there, uh, the Batan death march itself in Camp O'Donnell alone, it, it just was. You can't even believe these guys survived this. No, that's no, that's incredible. That's awesome. Yeah, we're very proud of it. We got yeah. a great response from veterans. Well, congratulations on Thank that. You. Yeah, and that's the ultimate uh, tip of the hat from other veterans there. And that's not the only podcast you have. There's also here's the thing. Um, yeah, my show, my regular yeah, interview the, show. Yeah. Um, for those not familiar, who, who have you been talking to uh, lately, Alec? Well, I mean, we have, uh, um, uh, we lately posted, I can read it to you, uh, the, um, I've been doing this show for quite a while. We have 300 episodes in the can. And uh, let me grab my uh, thing here. I can tell you wow. the list of the last several shows we've done right now. We've got a few. Uh, the... Um, the one we posted now uh, it was with uh, David Sedaris, the writer David Sedaris. Mm -hmm. Yes. Uh, she, then, then we do, uh, um, uh, we did Jimmy Burroughs, who directed all the Will and Grace shows. Of course, that, was yes. that, that show with Jimmy was really, really funny. I mean, when you get somebody on there who has a perspective about the business and has had so much success, you know, Jimmy Burroughs has a life that is so rich. His father was Abe Burroughs, who wrote Guys and Dolls, the musical. Oh, wow. And he wrote How to Succeed in Business Without Really Trying. He was a legendary Broadway writer and, and, and writer of musicals. And Jimmy tells his story. I mean, you just absolutely uh, uh, can't believe his job. Abe Laboriel Jr., who's the drummer for McCartney. You know, I see people out there and I go, wow, I bet you their story's interesting. And Laboriel's father was a famous jazz musician. Huh. And Laboriel played with Sting and Clapton. And I said... What was it like for you when McCartney called you 20 years ago and yeah. said, I want you to come and be my drummer? And he said, it's the greatest gig in the world. I find people who are out there and I go, I bet you people in the audience would love to hear your story. You yeah, know? it's fascinating. I love learning about people. Just the other day, I was um, I was interviewing uh, Sigourney Weaver and I didn't realize. Her Did you really? Yes. And her father, I didn't. I re just learned, was speaking to her, is the uh, creator of the Today Show. And was yes. the original executive producer. I didn't know that. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> you knew that? Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, I knew that about her. Yeah. Yeah. Well, what was his a... first name again? Pat Weaver? God, I, I think so. I can't, I can't remember. remember to tell you the truth. But I, I just remember. It was Pat Weaver. Yeah. He was a big executive. But yeah. we have so many people. The, yeah. the range, like you know, right. Tim Dillon, the comedian, you know, writers, on the, Vicki Ward, the journalist who covered the Ghislaine Maxwell trial. Huh. I mean, we pick people from a wide constellation of jobs and but there are people on there who are favorites of mine like i really really wanted to interview carly simon and i'm a raging fan of carly simon i love carly simon and as a person she's such a bright and elegant woman and she came on and you couldn't believe how much she knows about music all kinds of music yeah folk music and i mean she was really that was probably one of my favorite interviews i've ever done do you have uh -huh. a strategy in getting insightful answers from your guests or you just basically start off in a conversation and see where it goes? Well, I try to think of two things. One is you're talking to people, for example, like Streisand. 
if you're talking to Streisand, you've talked to somebody who has either been interviewed a million times right. or has turned down a million interviews because she doesn't want to be bothered. Probably both. <laughs> probably both. Probably, probably a few decades of both. And you look at them and you think, I always think about what's the billiard break question in my mind. What's the question I ask that opens up all the other questions? That's a great analogy. Kind of get in. I'm going to steal that analogy. Thing, say again? <laughs> I'm going to steal that analogy. What's the billiard yeah, break we question? We call it the billiard break. It's okay. what's the question that opens up the whole table. And then mm -hmm. the second thing is uh, don't push. Sometimes in the beginning when I first started, I was kind of steering them. And what I realized was don't push. And they wind up giving it to you on their own. Exactly. If they think they're giving you the story. If they think they're giving you the insight or the self-disclosure, Letterman did my show. And I was so terrified of him because he's such a cl clever guy. And we're talking and like 20 minutes into the show. He started to talk about how, you know, the business was making him sick. I mean, just all he did was work. He didn't have a family. He didn't have any kids you know, in the beginning when he first started. And he really was very, you know, not sappy, but he was really very, very uh, open about how his whole life was just nothing but work. And he turned around one day and said, this isn't working for me. I need to hmm. slow down, you know? That's awesome. You know, and, and kudos, because there's so many, as you know, so many actors that are just good at that. And you're obviously an accomplished, talented actor, but it's a whole other skill set to be comfortable in your own skin, to talk to other people, to interview, and and to be able to relate. So that that very impressive there. Um, speaking of acting, you got a movie called 97 Minutes uh, right. that I believe is in the works. Anything you can tell us about that? Well, I do. Well, I always think that there are genres of films, especially at my age now, where there are genres of films where you say to yourself, they're due for another uh, uh, another cycle. So, for example, storm chaser films. If you said to me, come do a storm chaser film, I might go, eh, I don't know how what I feel about, uh, you know, movies like Twister and things like that. But director was a good guy, uh, uh, a really good guy, wrote the script, good script, good crew, good cast. And we went to go do this uh, um, uh, this film. And uh, I think people are going to be ready for a Storm Chaser film when this comes out. It's a really good movie. It's really good. Looking forward to checking that out. And obviously sure. you're consumed with uh, uh, the kids um, and, and the family there. But when you do get a little time off, Alec, how do you like to unwind? What do you do? Well, unwinding for me now, uh, the only time I have my wife to myself is to go to dinner when we once we get our kids to bed. So the routine is always pretty much the same, which is to my wife and I uh, feed, bathe and put our kids to bed every night. And then we're in a restaurant either in New York or out here by like 8, 815, 830. And it's the only time I have my wife to myself because when my kids are home, yeah. they rip my wife limb from limb. Right. They never, you know, and as you're a father, you realize I'll be in a room with my kids and I'm doing really well. They love me. We're having a great engagement. Everything's, yeah. great. Everything's perfect until my wife walks in. Exactly. And boom. And then I'm invisible. I'm invisible. Exactly. Yeah, I'm I, invisible. I'm gone. I've learned not to take it personal. That's just. Yeah, uh, I'm trying. I'm still working on that. Still working on it. Well, um, thank you so much for your time. Always great to see you. Uh, too, uh, God bless and, and the best of the family. And listen, uh, Ben Steele American is on iHeartRadio or wherever you get your podcast. Be sure to check that out. Alec, thanks so much for hanging out today. You too, buddy. Thank you so much, Mario. You got it. Hope to see Be you in well. person soon. Okay, buddy. See you okay. in LA, I hope. Okay, take care. On with Mario Lopez.